Hello ladies and gentlemen. Today we begin a new batch of stand-up tragedy podcasts. I'm still Dave though and I'm your host. Stand-up tragedy is all about sharing cathartic experiences with our audiences and putting a huge range of artists up on stage and getting them to do tragedy. This episode showcases one of the performances from our recent live event at the Hackney Attic, which took place on May the 17th. We hope you had a brilliant time if you came along, but if you didn't, don't fret. The tragedy will be brought to you every Friday through this podcast. If you enjoy what you hear on this podcast, I really urge you to donate to our Indiegogo campaign, and we really need your help on this. Become a part of the tragedy. Find out more on our website, www.standuptragedy.co.uk. What you're going to hear today is the kind of brilliant performance that by donating to our campaign, you can help happen up in the Edinburgh Festival. Liars League is a collection of writers and actors who get together to perform fictional stories on stage. Writers write, actors act, audience listen, everyone wins. We asked Liars League to present us with a fictional tragedy and writer Rebecca Clark and actor Gloria Sanders came together with this. Patrick by Rebecca Clark. February 14th, 1981. Dear diary, there's a boy next door. A boy. He's got blonde hair and his name is Patrick. I know because I followed him down to the beach this morning and asked. (laughs) He's 12, a year older than me. He's made a hideout in the dunes. He spends most of the day there. I asked him if he wanted to swim with me. Um, He said no. He thinks water is for fish and stupid people. He says his parents are really rich and they travel all over Australia and that he stays with his auntie in the summer because she's lonely. I think he's lying about that. Mrs Anderson always has people in her yard. I heard Mum say she's a swinger. And every, oh, ever since I've known Mrs Anderson, and that's ever since I was born, I've never seen a swing in her yard. Today, I made a Valentine's card for Dad. It's in the shape of a heart with seashells and sand sprinkled on it. I made one for Patrick too, but I didn't give it to him. I hope he doesn't go home very soon. February 14th, 1982. Dear Diary, it's 9.30 at night. I was meant to be asleep ages ago. I've just finished whispering to Patrick. Our bedroom windows are opposite each other. He told me his parents are going to take him to Disneyland in America. I wish I could go. Yesterday we spent the day down at the rock pools. He swims like Gus, our Labrador. (laughs) He splashed me when I said so. I tried to show him the right way, but he swore at me, so I punched him in the face. Mrs. Anderson sunbathed topless again today. Mum calls her an overripe melon. She thinks it's not healthy for us kids to see. Dad always complains about his eyes when she does it. He says he feels like they're being clawed at by crows. 
I gave Patrick the heart-shaped candies I bought him. He didn't really like them, but he let me hold his hand as we ran down the dunes. I promised Patrick I'd write to him when he goes home. That made him smile, but he didn't promise to write me back. February 14th, 1983. Dear diary, Patrick and I snuck out last night. We went to the dunes. He told me about his new stepdad. He doesn't sound very nice. Every summer, Patrick usually complains that he can't wait to leave the beach. Tonight, he held my hand and said that he wished he could stay with me in the dunes forever. I thought I saw a tear on his cheek, but I didn't say anything. We sat and watched the sea, listened to the gushing of the waves. We stayed there till light started to peek over the end of the sea and the gulls started to cry good morning. He kissed me on the lips when he said goodbye. I think I love him. Patrick, Patrick, Patrick forever. February 14th, 1984. Dear diary, I heard mum telling Mrs Anderson how they have to give us the talk. As far as I'm concerned, mum can stick her talk up her ass. She caught me and Patrick kissing yesterday in my room. Now, my door has to be wide open every time he's around. I hate it. I'm 14. I'm not 10. At least we can still sneak out together at night. She'd go ballistic if she knew about that. <laughs> Patrick has a ponytail now. He thinks it makes him look like a surfer, but I know if he were to go in the water, he'd look more like a wet dog. February 14th, 1985. Dear diary, Patrick leaves tomorrow, four weeks early. They're sending him to boarding school. We're going to meet on the dunes tonight. I think I'm going to cry. I don't want him to leave. At the end of each summer, I feel like my heart is wrenched out of my chest. There's a string tied around it that squeezes my heart to bursting point when he's gone. It only slackens on his return, letting my heart breathe and pump my love for him round my veins. If he doesn't come back next summer, I'll die. Mum has finally gone to bed and I can hear Dad snoring through the walls. I'm going to go and see Patrick now. Will this be the last time? February 14th, 2013. Dear diary, I found you today while clearing out my parents' home. You were in a cardboard box filled with stuff from my past, one that was securely taped shut and expelled to the loft's deepest, darkest corner. It's ironic that it took the passing of loved ones to reunite us. On the one day of the year, I find the hardest to endure. You are here, ready and waiting for my entry as if the previous page was only yesterday. And here I am, a single woman whose tears dampen the pages before her, wondering if now is really the time to confide and if it is, what should I say? The nightmares are still the same. A mixtape of memories my subconscious chose especially to torture me. The taste of salt pooling in my throat. 
Strangled call of my name, Patrick's face disappearing through the raves, my screams no longer reaching him. I wake, suffocating, sobbing his name into the darkness. We made love that night. Sacrificed our virginity on a promise to each other. We ran down the dunes together, holding hands, happy, careless, splashing our way into the water. Not for one moment did I think... Well, I couldn't have known. What's important is that I've stayed true to our promise. I've tasted the sweetness of love, and though my time with it was so short, I've never loved anyone else. Patrick Witt was and always will be my one and only Valentine. Whether it's fact or fiction, tragedy makes us think as well as entertains us. Stand Up Tragedy asked Rebecca Clark, the author of the story you just heard, how she injects tragedy into her writing. I like to see the reactions from people because I like to blindside them into thinking that everything's happy and stuff and seeing the audience all like laughing and stuff and being, being struck down afterwards kind of... It's kind of nice to see that your writing can make someone laugh and cry at the same time. So I think that's why I like to write tragedy as well, just to, just to see that, to see the emotions on, go through people. And... Actor Gloria Sanders has toured the theatre fringes of Britain and Europe, as well as performing her poetry at various venues across London. Both her and Rebecca Clark collaborated through Liars League, which meets regularly at the Phoenix Club in Cavendish Square in London but they have other branches in Leeds and Hong Kong and New York. If you want to find out more, attend their events or watch their stories or listen to their stories online, their website is www.liarsleague.com. Anyone can get involved and Stand Up Tragedy strongly supports what they do. We love how many interesting nights there are out there trying to put new spins on things the way we do. And it's a great pleasure to be able to collaborate with one of them. You can hear our back catalogue of performances online. Our previous podcasts are on iTunes, SoundCloud and the Stitcher Smart Radio app, which is free to download to your smartphone. Check out our website, www.standuptragedy.co.uk. Over there, we show you where to go if you want to donate to our Indiegogo campaign. We also keep you updated with all news stand-up tragedy related, and we link to the great artists who've performed our live events. It'd also be great if you followed us on Twitter. We're at standup4tragedy. That's the number four. Or if you type in stand-up tragedy on Facebook, you can like our page or you can become our friend. And we always want more people to share the tragedy with. And I know I've been going on about it, but I've been going on about it because there's some great perks for you and it's really essential for us for you to go along and look at our Indiegogo campaign, donate there if you and whether you can donate or you can't, tell everyone you know about it. We've got amazing perks that we can offer you from original pieces of artwork created by stand-up tragedy artists, personalised stories and songs, a meal cooked for you by our resident stand-up tragedy chef, merchandise like tote bags and t-shirts, shout-outs on our podcast. You can be featured on my other podcast, Getting Better Acquainted, and lots and lots more than that that I can't even think of now. Really, we want to give you stuff in exchange 
for you helping us to take our tragedy up to the Edinburgh Festival. We'll bring you some more tragedy next Friday on this podcast. But for now, the tragedy is over. This podcast was produced by Bryony Hawkins and recorded by Stephen Harvey. All of our music was written and recorded by Sam Wilkinson, who can be contacted at Radio Juan at yahoo.co.uk. Thank you.